Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, spring is in full swing. And for millions of folks, that means yard work and gardening. Am I right? Now, here's a pro tip for those of you looking to spruce up your landscaping. Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the U.S. They've got over 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. Save yourself the time and trouble of multiple trips to those crowded nurseries. You know what I'm talking about. Fast Growing Trees is a complete time saver. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all, and it's delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. They can tell you what grows best in your area, how to plant, when to plant. It's like having your own expert gardener. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And listeners to the President's Daily Brief can get an extra 15% off by using promo code PDB at checkout. So go to FastGrowingTrees.com and use promo code PDB at checkout. It's Monday, October 23rd. Welcome to the President's Daily Brief. I'm Mike Baker. Your eyes and ears on what is currently a chaotic, intense world stage. Let's get briefed. On this Monday edition of the PDB, we'll start our program with the latest developments in the ongoing conflict between Israel and Hamas, including the release of two Americans kidnapped by Hamas this past week and Israel's recent airstrikes targeting two airports in Syria. A little later in the program, traffic's building up in the Eastern Med and Persian Gulf, and it's getting crowded, as the U.S. already has two carrier strike groups deployed to the Med, both to provide potential support to Israel and also as a show of force to outside players who may consider taking advantage of Israel's situation. And now, China has dispatched six warships to the Middle East amidst the escalating Israel-Hamas conflict, sparking fears of a wider clash. We'll look at the reasoning behind China's actions. Also, the attacks on U.S. forces continue across the Middle East, with the latest rocket assault targeting an Iraqi base housing American troops. Finally, in today's Back of the Brief, we'll turn our gaze to the war in Europe, where a major offensive by Russia faces a staggering blow, losing a significant number of armored vehicles and tanks over the course of just a few days. But first, let's get caught up on the latest from Israel. Since the initiation of the violence on October 7th, more than 1,400 people have been killed in Israel, the vast majority being the civilians and some soldiers killed during the initial brutal Hamas assault. Meanwhile, the Hamas-run health ministry in Gaza says that over 4,300 Palestinians have been killed. They have not revealed how many of those fatalities are Hamas terrorists. As the conflict continues, Israel's military is intensifying its aerial assault on Gaza, signaling, possibly, preparation for the next stage in its battle against Hamas. The situation heated up yesterday as Israeli troops and Hamas fighters clashed during a raid within Gaza. We continue to anticipate the Israeli ground offensive into Gaza, but in an interesting development, at least according to some reports, the U.S. is actually working behind the scenes to delay the Israeli operation into Gaza, aiming, apparently, to rescue more hostages and funnel more humanitarian aid into Palestinian-controlled territory. This comes after the release of two American hostages from Gaza. On Friday, Hamas released an Israeli-American mother and daughter duo, Judith and Natalie Ronan, who are from the Chicago area. 
The pair are just two of around 200 individuals believed to be in captivity. There's no clarity or explanation as to why the terrorists decided to release these two particular hostages, with U.S. authorities acknowledging that they are unclear as to the decision by Hamas. At the same time, U.S. officials, including Secretary of State Antony Blinken, publicly thanked the government of Qatar for their role in the hostage release. Amidst the diplomatic tightrope, American officials have maintained a close liaison with Gutter, acting as the, the bridge between the U.S. and Hamas. Now, it's worth noting that Gutter is home for a number of senior Hamas officials, most of them residing in Doha. While Hamas's motives behind the release remain in question, leaders from the terror group said on Friday that they had decided to free the mother and daughter for, quote, humanitarian reasons. Now, call me cynical. But if you believe that Hamas does anything for humanitarian reasons, well, I have a timeshare offer for you in Gaza City. The only realistic reasons behind their release of a couple of hostages would be that A, they are looking to block and delay the anticipated Israeli ground invasion, likely to continue planning their own response, and B, they are scoring propaganda points to continue feeding the narrative that the death and destruction is Israel's doing. Look, Hamas's PR department is smart enough to know that many people following this conflict, including international media and politicians, have attention deficit disorder. The further we get from the horrors of the 7 October slaughter committed by Hamas, the more attention will turn to the Israeli Defense Force's response, and the more likely the U.S. and allies will quietly pressure Israel to avoid acting on their initial promise to destroy Hamas. The Biden administration is a solid example of this. While the White House has been clear on its unequivocal support of Israel, they are spending an increasing amount of time focused on Palestinian aid and talking about the need for Israel to temper their response to Hamas's attacks. As we've discussed before here on the PDB, Hamas knew exactly how this would play out, and they know that if they can delay the anticipated Israeli ground offensive into Gaza, the likelihood is that the international pressure will continue to build on Israel to avoid an all-out effort to take down Hamas. The irony here is that all those calling for temperance and ceasefire are promoting the status quo, which means nothing changes, which leads to more terrorism, more reprisals, continued instability. In which case, congratulations, the winner is Iran. Now, while Gaza remains in the crosshairs, Israel's military reach is also extending out to Syria now. Syrian media outlets reported Israel's air raids hitting Damascus and Aleppo airports, rendering them non-operational for the second time since hostilities began a few weeks ago. These air raids aren't new, but the simultaneous strikes on both airports marks a shift. The core of Israel's strategy is believed to be aimed at stopping the shipment of advanced weaponry from Iran to its regional proxies with Lebanon's Hezbollah being its major concern. Now, I don't want to oversimplify by any means this incredibly complex Middle East conundrum. But there will never be peace in the Middle East. There will never be a better future for the Palestinians, nor the ability for Israel to exist without constant threat, as long as the existing Iranian regime and its corrupt, destabilizing Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps remain in power. They successfully derailed, at least temporarily, the normalization of relations between Saudi Arabia and Israel. 
They are the sponsor and puppet master for Hamas, Hezbollah, Islamic Jihad, and the Houthi rebels. And they continue their march towards a nuclear weapons program. There is no path to regional peace without somehow reining in the Iranian regime. Coming up after the break, we'll dive into China's latest move, deploying six warships to the Middle East amidst the escalating Israel-Hamas conflict. Plus, the attacks on U.S. forces continue, with rockets targeting an Iraqi base housing American troops, a clear sign that Iran's proxies are turning up the heat. I'll be right back. Hey, Mike Baker here. Did you know that a recent survey found that 7 in 10 parents get an average of 3 hours of sleep a night in their baby's first year? I don't know, that sounds like, like a lot more sleep than we got during our baby's first year. Mothers, you deserve quality sleep. And here's how you can make that happen. Cozy Earth. Discover the secret to better sleep with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding products. And now here's an exclusive Mother's Day. Don't forget Mother's Day is coming up. It's a Mother's Day offer just for our listeners. Use code PDB for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. Cozy Earth bedding products are crafted with temperature-regulating technology. It's adapting to your body's needs through all phases of motherhood. They use only the very best fabrics, materials, and weaves, offering superior softness that invites you to sink into a world of comfort. We use these sheets of the Baker compound, and I am telling you, they are terrific. And Cozy Earth stands by the quality and longevity of its products. Enjoy a 100-night sleep trial and a 10-year warranty on all purchases. That's a 10-year warranty. Built to last through the hardest days and the longest nights of motherhood. Incorporating Cozy Earth products into your self-care routine can enhance sleep quality and overall wellness. This Mother's Day, treat your mom to the luxury, come on, she deserves with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear. Head over to CozyEarth.com and use promo code PDB for 35% off. After placing your order, select Podcast in the survey and then select PDB in the drop-down menu that follows. Welcome back to the President's Daily Brief. There's a notable military buildup taking place in Middle Eastern waters right now, and it's not just American ships joining the party. According to reports, China has deployed six warships to the region in recent days. Spearheading this move is the 44th Naval Escort Task Force from the People's Liberation Army Eastern Theater. As of now, they've been engaging in routine operations. Last week, it, it spent several days on a visit to Oman, and it also took part in a joint exercise with that country's navy. The task force is rolling in with some heavy hitters, featuring the Zebo, a guided missile destroyer, along with the frigate Zhongzhou and others. These vessels are reportedly set to be stationed in the Middle East for the long term. This chess move by China follows on the heels of the U.S. sending its own formidable arsenal to the Middle East during the past couple of weeks. As we've talked about here on the PDB, the U.S. flexed its military muscle by dispatching two aircraft carrier strike groups, the Gerald Ford and the USS Dwight D. Eisenhower, to the eastern Mediterranean. And it doesn't stop there. The skies will see more action, too, with additional planes, including squadrons of F-15 and F-16 fighter jets, being sent to U.S. military bases in the region. Now, last week, we reported that attacks had begun on U.S. bases and outposts across the Middle East, including in Iraq and Syria. Now, those attacks, they don't show any sign of letting up, and certainly not over this past weekend. Let's look into some of the recent assaults. We'll start in Iraq's western Anbar province, the Al-Assad Air Base, hosting U.S., Danish, and Norwegian troops, among others. That was the target of at least two attacks. On Sunday, Katusha rockets zeroed in on the airbase, causing a blast within the facility. A day earlier, 
defense systems at the base detected and shot down two drones lurking near the premises. There were no fatalities reported in either attack. For those who find the name Al-Assad Air Base ringing a bell, that's because it's been a favorite target for Iran and its proxies. You may remember it was in the spotlight back in 2020 when Iran's Revolutionary Guard Corps launched 30 missiles at the base. This was in retaliation for the U.S. drone strike that killed General Qassam Soleimani, the commander of Iran's Quds Force. There were also attacks in the Iraqi capital of Baghdad. On Friday this past week, two rockets were launched targeting U.S. and allied troops at the Baghdad Diplomatic Support Center. One was thwarted by a counter-rocket system, while the other hid an empty storage facility, avoiding any casualties. Shifting the focus to the Northern Red Sea, the USS Kearney found itself in a high-stakes situation on Thursday. Engaging with surface-to-air missiles, the vessel intercepted four cruise missiles and 15 drones, launched by Iran-backed Houthi rebels in Yemen, aiming for Israel. The cruise missiles were knocked out over water, and at least with this incident, were not targeting the U.S. warship itself. If you have the impression that the Iranian regime has its fingerprints over all the chaos, death, and destruction currently taking place in the region, well, your instincts and common sense are sound. The various drone and missile attacks over the past week directed at U.S. and allied personnel and facilities are being initiated by Iranian proxies. Now, coming up at the back of the brief, some major developments out of Ukraine, as Russia reportedly suffers a staggering blow in its latest offensive, losing a significant number of armored vehicles and tanks. We'll examine the surging conflict and how Ukraine is holding the line. I'll be right back. Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, we made it through winter. Look at that. And spring, well, it's in full bloom, which, of course, means summer is just around the corner. You see how I figured that out? And that means more time spent outdoors. Not to mention, you got to get into summer shape, huh? Factor can help you spend less time in the kitchen and make sure you're eating well and meeting your wellness goals. Factor's no-prep, no-mess meals save time and help with getting and keeping you in great shape for summer, thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Seriously, it's going to be beach time soon. What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you keep kitchen time to a minimum. Factor meals are ready in two minutes. No shopping, no prepping, no cooking or cleaning up. Factor is part of our meal routine at the Baker Compound. And I can tell you, food is delicious and it's a complete time saver. Head to factormeals.com slash PDB50, that's five zero, and use code PDB50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code PDB50 at factormeals.com slash PDB50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. You've heard it said, and it's true. Time is our most precious commodity. And the question is, how can you spend it wisely to improve yourself and the people around you? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you about a great way to continue the lifelong process of learning, and that's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subjects. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, 
the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. Correct. I did say free. As an example, sign up for Constitution 101, the meaning and history of the U.S. Constitution. Now, in this 12-lecture course, you'll explore the design and purpose of the Constitution, the challenges it faced during the Civil War, and how it's been undermined for more than a century by progressivism and liberalism. The course is self-paced, so you can start whenever and wherever. Enroll now in Constitution 101. Our country needs more Americans who understand the Constitution and can defend the freedom of the American people against the encroachments of an increasingly large and unaccountable government. Go right now to hillsdale.edu pdb to enroll. There's no cost, and it's easy to get started. That's hillsdale.edu pdb to register. Welcome back. In today's Back of the Brief, as you're probably well aware, the armed forces of Russia have been on the defensive against Ukraine's somewhat slow-moving counteroffensive since this spring. But in at least one operation recently, the Russian military went back on the offensive. The focal point of this Russian attack has been the eastern frontline town of Avdivka, a heavily fortified Ukrainian stronghold situated near the Russian-held capital of Donetsk province. Avdivka's strategic positioning, surrounded on three sides by enemy positions, makes it a critical area for control. This move by Russia represents one of its most significant pushes since last spring. However, reports and visual evidence from the ongoing offensive suggest that Russia is facing a very tough battle. Over just four days last week, Russia lost at least 68 armored vehicles, including eight tanks during its efforts. It's important to note that these 68 destroyed and abandoned vehicles only represent the losses verified by open-source intelligence analysts through photos and videos shared on social media. The actual extent of Russia's losses is believed to be far higher. As an example, the Ukrainian general staff is now claiming that they resulted in the destruction of a staggering 175 Russian armored vehicles between just Thursday and Friday of this past week, inclusive of 55 tanks. Now, while these figures are likely inflated, as official figures from both sides sometimes are, even a more conservative estimate would signify that Russia has encountered seriously catastrophic losses in this latest offensive of theirs. Last week on the PDB, we highlighted the recent deployment and success of U.S. attack attacks by the Ukrainian military, missiles capable of reaching Russian military targets beyond the range of Ukraine's existing artillery. That development was concerning and damaging enough to the Russian forces to prompt disparaging comments from Putin during his visit this past week to Beijing. While the months-long counteroffensive by Ukraine to breach and push back Russian lines has moved slower than hoped by Ukraine and its allies, the deployment of the attack systems prior to the difficult winter months gives the Ukrainian military the ability to better target key Russian supply lines, stockpiles, and command centers, degrading Putin's ability to move, resupply, and direct his troops. And that, my friends, is the President's Daily Brief for Monday, 23 October. If you have any questions, comments, or story ideas that you'd like to see covered, reach out to me at pdb at thefirsttv.com. I'm Mike Baker. I'll be back tomorrow. Until then, stay informed, stay safe, stay cool.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.